Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. You're tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after show entertainment. Johnson. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Uh, oh, yeah, that's right, we are so hyped to be back for AfterBuzz TV season of the Arrow After Show. My name is Ali Kona Bradford. Joining you again. Do not forget to join us back and be our co-host by hashtagging Arrow, excuse me, ABTV Arrow. Yes. Now, joining me, your cast from last season. Go ahead and introduce yourself. I am still Lex Michael, Twitter handle at the Lex Michael. I am very excited to be back. Yeah. Uh, uh. <laughs> I'm Tari J. Miller. You can find me at Tari J. It's T-A-U-R-I-J-A-Y. Hi, all my buddies. I am Katie Cullen. You can find me on Twitter at Kia J. That's K-I-A-X-E-T. And I've been off of Twitter for the past five hours, so it's time to go diving in that hashtag and see what people have to say. Just dive on in. And I think I'm the only one who didn't give my Twitter, so I'm at boysandbeauty01 on everything. I'm just starting up Periscope. I swore I would never do it and somehow I did <laughs> and I got here and I don't have service <laughs> what are the odds anyways yeah. let's talk about the show so first things first we start off you know relax in suburbia who here on the panel panel is at home who thought that was really cute and who was like oh my god it's cute, but I can see why Felicity got bored so quickly. I know the neighbors are supposed to be like normal, everyday people, but boy, howdy, did they look inane. Yeah. I mean, I would expect them to hang out with a cool, like, younger 20s hipster group. Not like this weird suburban, like, cookie-cutter couple, you know? Well, they're the neighbors. I think but they were still. I think they were just overemphasizing the fact and alluding to the, it's gonna get boring, so they just made them very, like... <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, but, they made the like I mean, do you want to trade seats? <laughs> <laughs> Horrifying. I will say. We'll put the people from the purge on that side, <laughs> and you can come over here with me. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> I will say, I like, I liked Happy Oliver. I do. It was too. very I refreshing. It's it was a good look yeah. for him. It was because Mopey Oliver, and he does Mopey very, very well. He, he had a lot of practice with it, but Mopey Oliver is very. I don't know how else it is very mm, and happy Oliver's nice he's inviting he's got a warmth to him that you he can see cook very yeah. he can cook and here's what I love is that last night Flash started off with Mopey Barry and tonight Arrow started off with happy Oliver and I'm like we have crossed the stream somewhere <laughs> something is not right yeah. They changed. I love Oliver's happy voice. I don't know if you guys have <laughs> noticed, but yep. since he's been more happy, his 
he's gone up an octave, so he's like, yeah. hey, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh my God. Okay, so I know I'm going to skip ahead to the end of the show, but I have to say, at the very end where he had the voice machine, which, by the way, is slightly different from last season. Yeah. It's a little deeper and slower. But anyway, <laughs> um, so when he was doing the message to everybody at home on the TV, I'm jumping way to the end, and he's like talking about the dark versus the light and da 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 and you hear him on TV, and it's like, Wah. but when he's live, he's like, and you guys, the light is coming, and this and that. And his voice is yeah. three octaves high, and you're like, um, okay. So good. Yeah. Am I the only one who thought it was okay? I feel like that's his normal speaking voice, and he's not trying to be the arrow in everyday life anymore. But that's part right. of the thing, is that he's not trying anymore, and he's just being happy and just being. And I think that was slightly part of the theme, because they were talking about, you know, three different people. I think it was Lance, Amanda Waller at one point, and somebody else had said, you know, you are who you are, and someone's trying to convince him that you're dark and just live through the darkness, this, that, and the third. But you don't have to be that person anymore. Yeah. You know, and I think that's what he was coming to the realization of. Right. Do you guys, I guess uh, maybe this is jumping ahead too much, but do you guys feel like it was wrong of them to bring him back? Oliver? Yes. No, No. but I got to be honest, as legit as Diggle is for being upset, I'm getting slightly annoyed that he's still just hanging on so hard to the fact that even if Lila can forgive Oliver, he's still... Like, I don't trust him. and he, I don't know. I think he's just being a bitch about it, to be real. <laughs> I'm, I'm with him. One, it's only been six months and Oliver has been missing for most of that time. He's just been out of town. So it's kind of hard to make up with a person when you can't talk with them. You imagine the conversations in your head and you think, oh, if it goes this way, I'll say this. But you hang on to that anger because it's the last impression you had of them. So, yeah, it's been six months and Diggle hasn't talked to him. He's held on to those feelings. And... Oliver, the person that he trusted, the person that was his best man, the person that he called his brother, kidnapped his wife and threatened his daughter. And that is literally the only family that Diggle has left. A tough thing to compartmentalize. Yeah. yeah. Very difficult. Yeah. And again, he hasn't really had a chance to work through it. Right. So, yeah, I can gotta... see him still being upset about things. And then there's the fact that the team went behind his back to do this because they knew he'd never approve. Right. Yeah, but I feel like there was some sort of competence in Oliver. Like, if he didn't think it wasn't going to end badly, he probably would have never put her in that situation. There's always risks. Don't get me wrong. But I feel like if he wasn't confident that it was going to work, he wouldn't have done it. Uh, yeah. I mean, But true, again, but how still... was Diggle going to know that? Right. This is when they were still trying to convince the audience that Oliver was brainwashed. <laughs> I mean, the characters aren't going to know that. Except for Malcolm Merlin and, you know... That yeah. guy. He's off mouthing somewhere. Borrow man! <laughs> but I will say, too, the flip side of all of this is that in exchange for all of his uh, severe emotional trauma and stress, Diggle now has a very cool helmet. <laughs> He's Magneto! I will say this. Every promo image that was released of Diggle with his new helmet... It looks that's, terrible. It's, well, it's the same thing I thought, too, that this looks exactly like Magneto. And uh, David Ramsey said in a couple of interviews, yeah, I've been hearing that, too, but when you see it in action, you're not going to be thinking of yeah. Magneto. It right. looks better to, in action. To his credit, watching the show tonight, I was not thinking of Magneto, with the exception of, I want to say, the close-up where he helps Oliver off the ground, yeah, and you, you just see his you, face and you through see it. His, framed in the T with the Magneto shape. And I'm going, mm. See, in action, I was thinking of Captain Falcon. Okay, now, <laughs> see, now I'm not going to be able to think. Uh, I'm not going to be able to not think about Captain Falcon. Now Show me your moves! Yeah. I was more in the Judge Dredd uh, Yes, realm. that too! Wow. So yeah. when he first appeared, yeah. I expected him to be like, Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Bless. 
Oh, I have missed really this quick. show, you guys. I have missed the hell out of this after show. Really quick, what's happening? Oh, okay, really quick. Sorry, I just want to make sure that we're including some of the people that are hashtagging with us. So, Alyssa Lover twenty. Yeah, uh, Alyssa Lover twenty one. It was Diggle said, "You are who you are." Ah, yes. I'm sorry. So she was referring to the fact that I said it was Lance. Um, well, Lance gave him I a mean, similar line. Yeah, speech. yeah, yeah. It was yeah. Lance Amanda Waller, and it was Diggle who were all convinced that he is this monster, and he's not. Right. Um, speaking of monsters. Let's talk about Thea because she lost it for a little while. Okay, we opened the show and she's like, this is awesome and everything (laughs) is She's so stoked, and I was excited with her until yeah. she just started pounding the pulp out of some guy. Sure. She's just like, mm, mm. Like, well, here's girl. the thing: the pit makes you crazy. Mm-hmm. Oh, see, and I thought she was taking out some sort of inner emotional issues. I'm sure that's also yeah. true, especially when yeah. she started calling him dad. And are <laughs> 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 you my mommy? Oh, mommy. Lord. Yeah, but we haven't seen her deal with any of the ramifications from the Lazarus Pit yet, so that will be fun and interesting, and I think we're going to start seeing that, because it's possible that this has been happening in those past six months or whatever, but... We as the viewers have been on summer vacation along with Oliver. Right. Uh, well, we didn't do, we do know that the Lazarus Pits in the next handful of episodes are going to come back into the conversation. So I imagine. Oh well, yes. yeah, because We're, Legends of Tomorrow. Yes, right. mm-hmm. which is why I'm looking at this gravestone at the end, going, "Oh look, someone's dead." Does it matter? It's not like we have the Lazarus Pit in our right. back pocket, <laughs> yeah. revolving door of death. Exactly. I talked yeah. about I will, it last well, season. Well, that that combined with the fact that in the same universe we're now introducing multiple dimensions and uh, Earth Two and Jinger and mi- showed up straight in the flash up mysticism. And, Right. Yeah, and um, immortality. There, there's a point where death becomes cheap, and I think we are fast approaching it. Very quickly. There was actually a very small gap between death counts, death doesn't count. I will say, going back to Thea for a second, uh, and you brought up the voice modulator that Oliver had, I think they need to get Thea one of those voice modulators, because the one moment uh, towards the end of the episode where she started barking commands at people, trying to tell them to clear the room, that made me giggle. It was adorable. She doesn't have a good arrow voice. She'll get there. She needs to practice. She's like a very small puppy with a very loud bark. Right. <laughs> Well, think of it like this. You know, Oliver has the lead by fear, and she has the, you know, the warm inviting. She's guys, like, hey, guys, 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 guys just go. If you swell if you cleared the room so you don't die. Come yeah. on. I, I, like, I have a question to, to yeah, propose right. to you panelists via one of our Twitter followers. It's yes. Alyssa I'm sorry, proposals don't work on this show. Hey, <laughs> you be kind. You be kind. Okay, so she says, do you think Damien is Felicity's dad? You know, that's an interesting fan theory. I don't think we know enough about it to say one way or another. It'd be a fun thing to keep in the back pocket, but... eh. I mean, for 2.2 seconds, there was somebody who proposed the idea that it could be um, Slade. And I was like, eh, I mean, it'd be... Yeah, but... uh, I will be intrigued to see if Slade comes into this, because then we're also kind of getting into Teen Titans territory. Well, we're already getting into Teen Titans territory with with Damian Dark. Damian Dark was originally a Titans character. It was the Titans... It was a rebooted version of Titans 1999. It was uh, Devin Grayson, Mark Buckingham created Damian Dark. So he was originally a Titans villain. Can we talk a little bit about, let's expand, for anybody who maybe doesn't, you know, read comics, Damien Dark had walked up to people and literally was just like, and it looked like people, I know, I touched you, I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) so weird. And the the people on iTunes are just so grateful for the closed caption. Uh, Okay, she touched him. How? Well, Well. I mean. 
Hand on the chest and sound effects. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway. Um, okay. Yes. Is he freezing them from the inside out? What exactly is going on? It looked a little bit uh, like when he did it to uh, when he did it to Oliver, especially. It looked a little bit like some sort of decay that he was yeah. making happen very quickly. It's like he's absorbing their life, which is yeah, interesting. Because the other guy was blue faced okay. and bleeding from the nose, and somehow still alive. I'd like to see it go all the way through just once, just to see what happens. And I know that's going to come back that's and mean. bite me later on. Oh, I for still sure. want to see. Oh, yeah. He's going to kill yeah. someone that we know or like. We, well, likely. we have an unknown gravestone <laughs> that Oliver is crying over and Barry is expressing his sympathies. So, yeah, someone's dead. Well, Odd say Felicity yeah. because this show cannot leave well enough alone. Right. I would think he can't be too happy for too long. You know what? Here's the thing. I, I feel like it might be Felicity too. But at the same time, he was really not that upset if that was the case. And I know Oliver holds in his emotions. He did his one tear thing. One tear! (laughs) One tear! If the love of my life was dead and I'm staring at their grave, you better believe more than one tear is going to come out of mine. It's a concentrated tear. There are a thousand tears in in that that one one tear. tear. Yes, absolutely. Okay, gentlemen on the panel, thank you for enlightening me. We didn't see the initial reaction to the death. There's no guarantee that that person is actually dead, and there's no guarantee guarantee that he won't just call up Barrowman and be like, so, I need a favor? Because people in my life die, like, all the time? Need the frog water. Yeah, I need the frog water. Again. Like, it's gonna cost you, Oliver. I know, I know, but it's my wife. But I mean, (laughs) hypothetically, okay, well, you don't know. Wouldn't you want to bring your wife back, a Barrowman? Crap. All right. Get on the next plane to Nanda Parbat. This one's on the house. Though, For love. I will say <laughs> that, like, since For they're love. introducing the idea of this alternate mythicis- mysticism, um, I mean, you could stand... It's not magical. The way that they it's can, mystical. Right. The How way that long they can till the zombie apocalypse? Sorry, let's let him talk. Mm. <laughs> I'd say Poor 20 years. Um, <laughs> but, uh... I would say that that would be a good way of getting rid of the idea of like the Lazarus Pit saving everyone is that the, his mysticism counteracts any other. So if someone dies by him sucking their life out, they can't be brought back by the pit. Sure. Oh, that's a thought. That would be a really good way to circumvent the pit's rules. Right. But then again, we haven't really figured out what the pit's rules are aside from frogs. Aside from frogs. Yes. Aside which from is frogs. a good, if you're going to start anywhere, start with frogs. Hashtag sure. frog water. They yeah. can go on the Bring land and in water. Really quick, okay, so this is a theory, and maybe you guys can enlighten me because I'm not familiar with this character, but somebody says, do you think the death is Sandra Hawk rather than Felicity? Do we know who um, Sandra Hawk is? Uh, Dear person on Twitter, please uh, elaborate. Give us more. Change. Tell we me more, more, tell me yes. more. Yes. more in 140 characters or less. Who is this person and why do we care? Uh, In the meantime, though, in the comments below, I want to say I'm already a huge fan of what Neil McDonough is doing on this show. Yes. He is incredibly compelling to watch. Neil McDonough is an actor that I like. I mean, everyone, if you know Neil McDonough, it's impossible not to like the dude. A lot of people know him now uh, as Captain America's buddy, Dum Dum Dugan. Right. Um, He is already so. He's so. It's the eyes, I think. Oh, yeah. He literally, if you just stare at this section of his face. uh, Do you do that? I do. I look like I block my. I look in the mirror. I block all parts of my face except my eyes and I try and do McDonough eyes. I'm not good at it. But he, he <laughs> looks... Is that how you pick up the ladies? McDonough eyes. It's Like this. <laughs> just, just like that. It's like, no. You guys um, really gotta switch to the YouTube. But, but he is... <laughs> yes, please watch this on YouTube, you guys. He is great. excellent. Um, he's got this weird, excitable, impish Satan quality going on that I'm yeah. really enjoying. Um, also, I couldn't... Uh, maybe to- uh, you'll understand 
this reference, maybe you will, you won't. But half of, his, half of his goons were dressed exactly like the pain from Metal Gear Solid Three. Mm. With the vest, and the, there just weren't enough bees. So I'm hoping we get to bees eventually. I mean, um, we, they are I part was, of a hive. Yes. I was honestly thinking of some of the grunts from Helsing. Because after a point, they all get turned into ghouls. And it's, yeah, Helsing. Really good anime. Really violent. Um, yeah. And you just mentioned Hive, which is another uh, uh, entity that was created for uh, New Teen Titans. Mm-hmm. Uh, premiered New Teen Titans number 2, December 1980. Created by Marv Wolfman, George Perez. I had to look this up because I had no idea what Hive stands for. It stands for the Hierarchy of International Vengeance and Extermination. Mm. They just... Oh. It's, I, I feel like that's w- the very first episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. Do you know what S.H.I.E.L.D. stands for? Do you know why it's called that? Someone really wanted our initials to spell S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> yeah. Someone really wanted their initials to spell Hive. We're yeah. going to start with Hive, work backwards. <laughs> Pretty much. Like, what, what goes in there that sounds evil? Now, why do you guys think that Lance is working with Hive? Desperation. I, I, well, I was going to say, I feel like part of it is, yeah, desperation. Um, I don't know if he knew at that point Oliver was coming back, but I know that he knows that Oliver is alive and that he doesn't want him back. So I don't know if that also initiated some of his actions as well. Well, and if Hmm. you think about it, when someone as big as the Arrow leaves or is killed, as you would see in this series, it leaves a power vacuum. So I would imagine there were all sorts of different factions rushing in, trying to take over. So And you're going to let this guy come in? Well, not necessarily. Just with the arrow gone, you have all sorts of different gangs and God knows what else screwing things up. Mm-hmm. So I can see the chief, chief of police, or is he still a detective at this point? They keep calling him captain. Captain. Yeah. Okay. I can captain, I can yeah. see the captain going in, seeing this mess that is happening, understanding that two of the big movers and shakers on the team are gone, and the third one is his daughter, whom he still does not want in the middle of this thing because last surviving daughter, right. you know. Right. For now. So I can see him, <laughs> I can see Damien coming to him and saying, look, I am this person, I do this thing, work with me, and we can stabilize the city. And that it turning, that that it turned into, yeah, we're just going to raise this city to the ground, goodbye, right. was not something that Lance knew about when he got into this deal. Right. So I think he was very much suckered into it and is way too far in to get out now. Why? But okay, why Star City every single season, whoever is the evil villain is like, let's tear this city apart and build it back up season one, season two, season three, now season four. Can we move on to something else? Well, Barrowman started it and everyone else just kind of went, that's a good idea. Yeah. 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 I think he's really on to something. To do it. Um, though I do like that uh, this is what I wanted for last season, where it's just all these super cool assassins interacting in the city itself, trying to take it down. Um, so I love that. Um, I had another they thing. They don't just have like an Ikea warehouse set up yes. at their base, like they're actually <laughs> functioning in the city. Yes. <laughs> you don't have discount non-depart bot somewhere. <laughs> Yeah. Well, where okay. was where was Damien Dark at the end when he was doing his his ritual? It looked like he had a very nice. I don't know if it was a, an apartment or he had some office space that he rented somewhere. Let's just talk about his orgasm really quick because <laughs> if that's what we're calling it, that okay. I, I, that's what I feel like it sounded like. I mean, if anybody else wants to pipe in on Twitter and let me know what you guys think, awesome. But I get that they're trying to get the point that he's making this weird sacrificial, let me act like I'm committing suicide, but I'm not. I'm going to orgasm or be constipated. I would imagine that bloodletting in the name of evil satanic magic is probably quite exhilarating. 
I mean, I think it got cock blocked when this person came in and said, you he have had a visitor. visitor. I'm busy. Like, in the middle of my foreplay. Did you see the sock on the door? It's I, left the, knock. I left the ritualistic knife on the door frame. That means that I'm busy. Clarence, I know that you're new here, but we have a way of doing things. Do you want to wind up like the other guy? Do you? No? Then look at the door frame. Wow. God, where do they get these interns? <laughs> I'm firing that staffing agency. Oh, what is that? Evil Incorporated? Wow. Who names it Evil Incorporated? Where's the Evil League of Eagle? Where, where do they get their interns? You know what, though? Speaking of names, I just want to jump into... I name drop the Evil League of Evil well, and you go into Sorry, that. I have sorry. to make this stop. No. <laughs> yep. Please do. Please no, do. I just want to talk about the ridiculousness of the names, and I understand that no, the show had to get into a point where the arrow becomes the green arrow, and Speedy is the red arrow, but part of me, and again, I know you're following the comic book, but dang, can you be a little bit more original? I'm not the arrow. I'm the green arrow. Well, here's the thing. He is pretending to be a knockoff. He is right. pretending to be stepping into the arrow's footsteps. So you want to have a name that elicits that feeling, that brings in that reputation, without it being, no, I'm just taking up the mantle. It's, I am inspired by him. I am continuing his mission. I am not him, but I'm close enough. Therefore, I'm the green arrow. And not just the arrow. I'm the one who lets you make left turns. Yes. <laughs> well, I also feel, too, like the way they went about handling that uh, was very much in line with what I felt was a change in tone for this episode versus the way the show has been previously. And the producers had talked about this season, we want to ramp up the humor a little bit, we want to make it a little bit lighter, which I, even just in this episode, you still got the action, you still got the stakes, you still got the intensity, but the whole thing definitely felt more lighter, more fun, more willing to play with itself. It felt more like The Flash. Yes. And And here's the thing. There's been so much feedback about, oh, well, I watched The Flash. I love The Flash. But man, Arrow's just too dark for me. I can't get into it. And their game is to get people into both shows concurrently because they do tie into each other. If people love The Flash so much, but they can't get into Arrow because of the tone, we can still keep the show's integrity, but maybe shift it a little lighter so that we can retain some of those viewers. Right. Right. And I would say if there was one thing that certainly didn't turn me off from the show, obviously. Uh, Look, here I am. Um, But (laughs) previously, before this season, the show, I felt, occasionally had a tendency to be a little overly self-serious. Oh, my God. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I say a little overly self-serious. Just a smidge. A smidge. And already, this, to me, shows so, so, so much promise that they just did a slight course correct tonally. And already, mm-hmm. to me, it is so much more fun. And it's still terrifying. Yes. We're looking at Damien Dark and going, oh, we thought Ra's al Ghul was bad, and then there's this guy. Yeah. Yes. And like I said, lighter doesn't necessarily have to mean jokey for the sake of jokey. You still have, like I said, the intensity and the stakes, but it, it feels like, okay, we're we're ready to play a little bit more with ourselves. That's not what I meant. Yeah. <laughs> we're 93 Batman. We're getting out of Nolan Batman, but we're not going into 1960s Batman. We're, right. we're firmly in 93 Batman, and that's where we need to be. And the Flash yeah. is still bright by contrast oh, as yeah. well. Well, that's the point. Right. I was going to say, I don't think you should have two shows that are identical like that because it's just, to me, I mean, it's different characters, but to me, that's boring. I would much rather have Absolutely. the economy of yeah. the True. Yeah. And they're, and they're and very plus, much not identical. Right. Well, plus, this season, they're going to be doing a lot of back and forth thing. I mean, I know I think you Bless. mentioned it before, but yes, they're going to be a lot of integrating. Even with um, Legends of Tomorrow, I know mm-hmm. that's going to start getting involved as well, too. I want to see if they'll integrate Vixen. Because they did do Vixen. I did watch that, and they did have Flash and Arrow show up in there. And that's in the very much real world city of Detroit. 
So I want to see if that's going to happen, if we're going to have Vixen show up on either of these live-action shows, because I haven't heard in casting news about it, but they made it very, very clear that Vixen is in the same world as Flash and Arrow. So I want to see what happens there. I want crossovers with that. I feel like if they did, it would be more in mention, not necessarily uh, have her actually show up. One, because her deal has a lot of... But, uh, special effects budgets that they might not be able to cater That's to. That's true. Um, but I would love it if she at least got like name dropped or like they were like, I just got back from Detroit because, you know, Animal Lady. You know? Because <laughs> Animal Lady. Well, and all we had was essentially 40 minutes of origin story for her, so I would love to see more going in. Yeah. Well, and I also don't think the effects are going to be prohibitive that much longer. I mean, we were talking before we came on mic about the effects work in the Flash premiere that I thought was fantastic. And there were were a number of points tonight where I thought the effects work was a step up from things that we've seen on this show previously. Even something as simple as when he did his halo jump, that shot of him going out of the plane, I thought looked... I mean, obviously, you can tell it's an effect, but I thought the work that they did on that effect was fantastic. So I think we are very quickly moving to a place where it might be feasible to incorporate elements of Vixen and that mythology into these shows. And right. it's not like an effects-heavy show is a stranger to the CW. Supernatural is in its 11th season, right. and that is a very effects-heavy show. So you know, they have the budget. But here's the thing. Okay, I like Arrow for what it is, and I like the... It's going to sound so crazy to say this, the realism of it, but... <laughs> You know, with this whole situation of Damien Dark being slightly meta-human and what have you, that's awesome and all, and that's awesome for Flash. I like Arrow the way Arrow is. I like Arrow because he, even though he's a superhero, he's somebody that is very relatable in human terms because he is still human and he fights like a human. Uh, He has great skills, but I would be really disappointed if some sort of supernatural element did hop into this team a little bit too much. Like I, I don't know. It wouldn't be for me. I'd still watch We've the show. We've had it for a but... season already. Yeah, but I get it with like the Lazarus Pit, but I'm just saying like to... If Stephen or Amel were to all of a sudden obtain the power of flying oh, no, or something no, no, weird no, no, like no. that, then I'd be like, eh, no, that's not why I love him, though. Yeah. The point of Arrow is that he is a badass normal. It's the yeah, same reason yeah. everyone loves Batman. He's mm-hmm. a badass normal. Yeah. His superpower yeah. is money. Yeah. So they're they're not going to give Oliver Queen superpowers. They're not going to do any of that crazy. You can now bend reality mysticism stuff with him yeah. because that defeats the point of the character. So they are going to keep that character integrity for him. Are they going to not introduce supernatural elements in the show? Oh no, we've been that's Oh, there's gonna be a lot more than now. As soon as season two was over and they went, Okay, we just had super soldier serum, that's pushing the line. Screw it, the no supernatural rule is gone. Let's bring in the flash. But how long do you think it's gonna take for the team to get back to somewhat normal? Because Diggle obviously is still holding his grudge, and when Oliver came back, it was just in him to innately just be like, You do this, you do this, you do Uh, oh my bad. Sorry. And it was like, I'm not going to stay. We're going back home. And even um, Diggle's like, you know, when you go back home, blah, 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 you don't need a suit. You don't need a code name. Mm-hmm. Get the hell on, Felicia. <laughs> and at the end, it was like this whole, well, we were bored. We're going to stay here. So there's still this, like, you're a team and you can be a team, but I think your team is more solid when everybody is at the same page. Right. If that makes sense. Sure. The original question was just like, how do you how long do y'all think that's going to take mid season finale? What uh, that long, huh? If it takes that long, then yeah, I would assume they would settle it by then. I hope it never goes back to. <laughs> no, I don't mean that. Leave. No, I, no, because we've done the like, oh my gosh, super functioning uh, team Oliver thing, and I like that 
Things that have happened have consequences. Mm-hmm. It's so easy for shows to be like, all right, back to the status quo, guys. Right. But, like, there have been very... There, Oliver's done a lot of bad stuff to his friends. He's yep. not been a very good person. And I... I, I and then he liked, left. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and I like that this... He's Everyone is affected by this. And I, I hope that, like, we see this for a very long time. And it, like, leads to... A, a broader sense of these people. This, I feel like, is an opportunity for us to actually spend time with all the side characters and and get to know them and, and really like care for them as opposed to being just foils for Oliver. Sure, and on top of that, uh, what little we do know about things that are definitely coming within the next few weeks, they're going to have quite a bit to contend with. Yeah. Uh, a lot of very complicated, multifaceted moving parts that I would imagine would make it very difficult to go, okay, let's sit down, let's talk about everything that's already happened. They don't have time. They've got to deal with everything now that's coming, whether it's the threat of Damien Dark, whether we saw Anarchy is going to show up next week, whether it's all of the mystical stuff that's about to happen. There's not a lot of time for them to sit down and resolve this stuff. Yeah. Well, and I don't think we're ever going to go back to the way it was before because that time has passed. And for Oliver, he basically hit the pause button on his life in Star City and left for six months, which is why he's so used to coming back and slipping into things and being like, okay, nothing's changed. Let's do the. Oh, wait. Yeah, yeah. things have changed. So we're not going to go back to the way things were before. But I do think we will return to a functioning team in some capacity. Sure. Right. I'm just waiting for, just going back to Lance, I'm waiting for that whole Hive situation to blow up in his face, and I'm waiting for Laurel to find out. Mm. Granted, he he may have not known what he got involved in, but he still got involved in something. He knows Mm. Oliver's identity, and now he has an ultimatum. Yeah. I don't know. So that that is going to come to a head, and who, who knows? It might be his grave. We just don't know. We don't know. Does, but does Oliver like Captain Lance enough to give him a power tier? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like, he would, just, I feel like he would just look at the grave sternly. No, no. And I do like the speech that he did give where he said, you know, once upon a time I would have blamed myself and, and I would have held myself responsible. I'm not responsible for this, but what I am responsible for is, you know, getting this person back or redeeming what have you. Sure. And Stamping killing, out the darkness. Yeah, right. and killing him, which obviously him, I'm going to say, is Damien Dark. Hmm. But do we think Damien will survive the season? You I know, realize that's a very I, long game from episode one you know, here. But. I would like, actually, I would honestly like if he didn't. And the only reason I say that is because I feel like every time we've gotten our big bad, we have that person until the season finale. And that's a little bit too predictable for me. So I would love to see something well, no. change. Barrowman's still around. Slade is still around. He's just he's in gone. prison. But he's, right. he still exists. He's not dead, is he? We didn't kill him. No, no he's, he's not. Back in prison. But to be fair, season one finale, we did think that Barrowman was dead. Oh, that's right. true, but it's Barrowman, and the, you go to Comic-Con and go to his panel, and he's like, guess what? Yeah. And I'm sitting here going, oh, I'm still five episodes from the end. I just got spoiled <laughs> by the man himself. Barrowman's Comic-Con panels are amazing and Always. terrifying at the same time. Always. I love that man. But the only big bad that we've had actually dead is Ra's al Ghul. Which is an interesting that's choice. it. He's yeah. the only one who has actually died. And then even then, it might not be for keeps. We just don't know. Right, right. So, Damien seems like the kind of character where you can't keep him alive. He's too powerful. Mm -hmm. It may be that once the mysticism deal gets cut off because he's in prison or whatever, that he might waste away or he might just become a normal human being or whatever, but he doesn't seem like the kind of villain where you can keep him around afterwards and expect him to still be there because 
He has too much influence. He mm-hmm. has too much power, physical, metaphysical, influ- influential. I already said that. But right. too big of a guy to keep. To stop him, you effectively have to put him down. Pretty Just cut that off. Whatever. And all of <laughs> yeah. her vowed to kill him. So. Yeah. Right. Uh-huh. So more than likely, that is the plan. Awesome. Mm. Well, guys, I feel like we've chatted about this episode pretty thoroughly. Flashbacks. Oh, yeah, there's definitely one point You know, you actually made reference to the part where he was in the plane and the special effects, but really what I got from that is the quick, swift kick to his face which right out great. the plane, yes. which is amazing. Uh, uh, well, he's in Coast City, he's, and he essentially gets grabbed by Waller, because he's trying to do the arrow thing already, and it's not working no, out super well no. for him. He essentially gets grabbed by Waller, drugged, and thrown on a mission, and was that the island? Yeah, it I looked like so. I'm pretty sure that was essentially thrown back on the island. You're supposed to do recon and report back and immediately captured by what looks like might be enemy soldiers. Tell us about this wonderful cameo because you caught it. I'm so excited. And I assume when they started uh, issuing different publicity pieces for the show and they had the Coast City images, people started getting really excited because Coast City is famously the home of Hal Jordan, the Green Lantern. Mm-hmm. People kept asking, are we going to see Green Lantern on the show? And the producers went, oh, no, no, probably not. I don't think so. Not this season anyway, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. In the bar in Coast City, Oliver's talking to Waller. We get a super tight close-up on the chest of a flight jacket with the Jordan name tag. And that, to me, was incredibly exciting, but what it most likely means is that, no, we're not going to see more of him. <laughs> I don't think that they would have given us that right there if we were going to see Hal Jordan make a recurring appearance on this show, but still, it was very, very exciting, as was the multiple mentions of Court Industries. Yes. And uh, it's made the world that much bigger. I'm yes. so excited, Court Industries, oh my god. Yes, Court Industries oh also obviously referring to Ted Cord, the second arguably most famous Blue Beetle. Mm-hmm. Pie in the sky for Katie. We're getting the introduction of time travel as a device with uh, Legends of Tomorrow. We have mentions of Court Industries. I want Blue Beetle and Booster Gold. So, so badly. So you oh brought my this God. up briefly. I would watch that TV program. I would too. You brought this up briefly while we were watching the show. And what I started to say uh, was I am doubtful that they'd be allowed to do that on TV because they're developing a movie. Now There's you brought a up Flash the, movie. You brought that up. But it looks like they're purposefully tanking the Flash movie given recent decisions. Mm-hmm. But nonetheless, there is an existing Flash movie that yes. has nothing to do with the show. But I also yeah. heard rumblings that the reason they squashed Deadshot on Arrow and the reason they essentially dismantled the Suicide Squad stuff they were doing is because Warner Brothers wanted all of that stuff to be exclusive to the movies. Which is sad because Arrow was really doing it better. It was interesting. (laughs) I liked it. But I'm wondering if that's the case, then I'm wondering if they would allow them to play as much as you and I would both like with Blue Beetle and Booster Gold. Well, and they did initially want Blue Beetle last season. When they couldn't get him, that's how we got the Atom. And that's why he looked like Discount Iron Man. Uh, Yes, Mm -hmm. exactly. So I'm wondering what would be different now. But if you bring up Ted Cord enough... <laughs> Start the petition, guys. We really want it. I want All to right. grab a few things off of Twitter. Okay, because we're running... Because we had some... Yeah. Um, Alicia Perez brings up, do you think it might be Diggle's grave at the end of the episode? Uh, Jeanette Fisher explains that Sandra Hawk is Oliver's baby mama. Oh, okay. Uh, 
Let's see. That's do, right. Do, 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 do. Uh, yeah. Gillian Davilo says she loves the tone <laughs> shift and thinks it's a great balance. She also says that effects people don't always get the credit they deserve. They are incredibly talented. Oh, yes. yes and there are. was another one up here. And Vern, Vern, I am so disappointed in you. Can't wait to sink ships with Elicity so he can get back with Black Canary. No! <laughs> no! Literally <laughs> nobody ships that. anymore. Oh, like, even God. I, I am so... Now. So yeah, you do. They're I super do cute now. Thank so you. Great. I always and thought that's they were the cute. Thing. We, it's okay to have a relationship like this and to show a relationship and to show the development of it like this. It doesn't always have to be, will they, won't they, will they be together? Is there someone else? You can have relationship drama in a consistent, loving relationship. And we had some of that this episode. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With the lying. But we will yeah. talk about that later. Anyways, <laughs> yes. we need to move on to news. So let's get into that real quick. Of course, I have pictures. If you are listening to us on iTunes, make sure you check us out on YouTube and you can see all the fancy pictures. This was just, I thought it was cute and funny because I'm like, if you think Katie Cassidy is really pretty, which I do, by the way, um, <laughs> you look at this picture you're like um that's real sexy uh anyways cute fun picture let's move on to the next oh random picture on instagram this is Stephen amell with his baby flying her in the air and i thought you know that looks really dangerous throwing the baby into the sky but her toes are pointed so we we may have a future gymnast coming <laughs> we call this sea sacrifice <laughs> parents do this with their kids all the time yeah but that's a really high throw and he's Stephen amell yeah, i know but he needs strong. to realize his strength that's a little baby it's not like a little alley-oop it's like whoa oh, hello fine. he'll catch her yeah anyways next picture this is um, a really weird one that I found of uh, uh, the uh, Paul Blackthorne. I don't know why the what, name uh, escaped me. What hey, he, this is a movie. What is he doing? Uh-huh. He's holding something fuzzy in his crotch. For those of oh. you listening on iTunes, he's got bunny ears on and nothing else. Yeah. It's rather pornographic Somebody looking. figure out what this movie is and let me know. <laughs> something rhythm and blues of something or other. I don't know. Random pictures just for fun. Was this the Bollywood movie that he was in? No, this is definitely not the Bollywood movie. Let's move to the next one. Oh, okay. So really quick trivia. I just totally gave the answer away because I didn't realize this picture was next. So recently, I believe it was recently, the uh, producers, I believe, were talking about who they were thinking about casting for some of the roles. And believe it or not, Robbie Amell was up for Stephen Amell's role as Oliver Queen. So they do look similar. They do, but it's just interesting that you have cousins up for the same role. I'm actually rather happy with Stephen Amell, I'm not going to lie. Well, I also like uh, Robbie's Firestorm. This is true. Yeah. This is very true. <laughs> yep. a, so, so did I. Um, there's another one, too, that I have that may or may not... Oh, you spoiled. You spoiled. Okay, so this now next I'm image... The flash. Now I'm sad. Uh, okay, so the next one is a girl that was supposed to play Thea... Not supposed to, but up in the running for Thea Queen. And that would be the girl who plays Supergirl. Oh, Supergirl nice. is not a bad fallback. Yeah, yeah, seriously. <laughs> I think she won that one. Yeah. Yeah, I like her for that. Um, I definitely like Willa Holland as is, so I'm, I'm quite happy with that casting. The next two things I have, I do believe, are videos. So if you are Stephen Amell fans, I'm sure some of you guys know that he was a part of WWE Raw. Oh, that was a big <laughs> deal over there. That break. was so amazing. <laughs> um, 
Oh, oh my gosh. My my videos didn't go through tonight. Apparently, someone didn't get them sent over to our executive producers. So I apologize, but you guys can look that up on YouTube. It was really awesome because uh, the first initia- initiation was, was it Stardust is the guy? Stardust, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He got walks dusted. right up. <laughs> no, but he walks right up to Stephen Amell and like, grabs him by the head and just like shoves him when he's in the audience. And that's when Stephen Amell you know, rushes up on stage. But it's a really amazing fight. So definitely check it out. If I can bring it next week for you guys, I will. Well, um, and they did a huge fundraiser for it, too, for charity. They were selling shirts, all that fun stuff. So that's why I love it's him. It's Stephen Amell. He raises all of the money for all of the charity, and it's wonderful. You know, the last thing I will say about Stephen Amell, I don't know if you guys follow him on Twitter, but there was oh, yeah. a really big deal about, he had made a comment about the gentleman who had brought the clock with the briefcase, and he got in trouble. The and gentleman. what uh, you know, being respectful. He's, sure. a, he's a young, young the, the young, boy. The young man. Teenager. Um, oh, we have so w- w- oh, Anyways, um, so he had made a comment on Twitter that apparently offended some people. And what Stephen felt was the right thing to do was just to take a step back from social media. And at one point, I believe I had read that he changed his avatar or took his avatars down. He did. And my question to you and to those of you who follow that are fans, do you feel like that was the right move or do you think that regardless if you upset somebody, you do have fans that love you and you're slightly abandoning them by deciding, you know what, I'm just going to drop off the face of, I'll come back but I'm just going to disappear. Because to me, I don't think that's the right way to handle a situation like that. It's in character. (laughs) (laughs) True. Honestly, he made a stunningly boneheaded comment. He did. It wasn't meant to be a bad thing, but he did not have context for the situation, and he just said some really dumb stuff. And so taking a step back to reassess the situation, to do some research, to understand that why what he said was not the right thing to say, taking a step back was the right idea. And he was not gone for long. He came back. He made a video. He apologized. He, you know, did all the steps. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Did all the steps. steps. Well, yeah. And it needs to be an actual, I screwed up, I'm sorry, and not a, I'm sorry you were offended. Right. And it wasn't. Right. Because the latter is not an apology. I don't care what anyone says. (laughs) Um, so really quick, I'm so sorry to change the subject back, but our engineer managed to find the video, so I just wanted to show this to you guys really quickly. He's a lot of fun at the theater. Yeah, I know, right? All right. Um, That's how you know he's really good with stage choreography. Yeah. <laughs> Look at they hold me back. Either way, I thought it was a great video. So hopefully you guys enjoyed as well too. Let's move on to some predictions since we've talked a lot about news and all that good stuff. And the light show. I guess I threw that up out of nowhere. Uh, All right, so predictions, guys. Who wants to take the table first? Who do we think is gonna die? Whose name is on that gravestone? Hmm. Laurel. Laurel? I don't think so. I think it's either Felicity or Thea. Sorry. I'm voting Lance, actually. Uh... Felicity, because this show loves its ridiculous relationship drama. Yep. But if they did, let's just say they do the whole Lazarus Pit thing, 
I feel like it'd be weird to see Felicity come back as a crazy person because she's always the level-headed one. Yeah. I mean, it would make for more drama, obviously. It but well, it we just, also, it'd be weird. We used that last season. We're going to be using it this season. At what point is too much Lazarus Pit too much Lazarus Pit? At what point does it become the Dragon Balls? The, the Dragon, yeah. Yeah. I, I almost it. understand it that is. reference. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. 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 I'm going to hop on Twitter really and quick. And then we have Anarchy next week, who it looks like is a Batman villain, but not a metahuman. So right. we're kind of sticking with the nar- narcissists, I believe. Yeah. He, he might be. As his name implies, he just likes to mess things up. Yeah. Bring a little Anarchy, chaos. who doesn't oh. actually understand what real anarchy is. He's a subredditor. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That I reference I did understand. Um <laughs> I say last, you know, you'd mentioned the Lazarus Pits and whatnot. We know that the Lazarus Pits are coming back because Katie Lotz is going to be, I believe it's episode, I had it written down somewhere, but it's definite that she's going to be brought back and Laurel is the one who's going to bring her back. Yeah, she's, so, in, she's in Legends so, of Tomorrow right, well, and she's not dead and it's not time travel. Obviously, so. <laughs> obviously. But I just think it's interesting because her body has been in the ground for so long mm-hmm. decaying. It's not like it's a recent death, so... I'm curious to see if she's literally just going to have a moment and PMS and go run to the grave and dig her up and then throw her in the pit as a skeleton and she comes back like whole and beautiful. It's going to require a lot more planning than that. And you got to get through Barrowman and you're going to wind up owing him a favor. Yeah. And quite possibly the most exciting element of all of this for me personally is that it has been confirmed only a few episodes from now when there is a giant mystical mess that you have no idea how to grapple with, you do what they're doing and you call John Constantine and I am so very, very, yeah. very excited <laughs> that Matt amazing. Ryan's Constantine will be appearing on this show. I believe it is episode four or five. I don't yes. know, but yes, he's coming. And it's the opposite of what Amel offered because he really wanted Constantine to stay on the air and he offered to appear on the show as Arrow if it stayed. Well, Constantine tanked as it you know, sure as we did. all know at this mm-hmm. point. Yes. And so we're just bringing him to Arrow like, sure, let's have fun. Hey, Netflix, are you sure you don't want to pick this series up? I know you're in bed with Marvel, but really. Hulu. Hulu yeah. can pick it up. Hulu original. Alright, well, last prediction. Tari, do you have anything for us? Um, I would say... Um, I mean... <laughs> say it to me, baby. <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, just kind of expanding on my belief about Lance is I, I think that his uh, not double cross, but his being a part of Hive is essentially going to lead to his downfall, um, which is why Oliver would would and wouldn't blame himself for his death. And that would also be a reason for the Flash, because he also knew Lance. Yay! Yay. Yep. Yep. Hooray! <laughs> that does make sense. Hooray! Awesome. Well, guys, I had a great time chatting with you and you at home. Everybody, thank you so much for joining us. We're so excited to be back in action again. Be sure to follow all of us on Twitter. And then, yes, until next week, we will see you then. Uh, Goodbye. Can we do the thing? Can we talk about ourselves? Oh, sure. Talk about yourself. Go for it. (laughs) Who are you? I am the Green Arrow. <laughs> I'm Katie Cullen. You can find me on Twitter, Tumblr, and Instagram at Kiaxet. That's K-I-A-X-E-T. I am also on Snapchat at Kia Prime. I do the uh, Movie Chick News Show on Tuesdays, and I write articles for the Movie Chick. That is Chick with two Ks. And I am on all of the after shows, you guys. Minority Report, mm-hmm. Z Nation, Blindspot, Guardians of the Galaxy, and Star Wars Rebels is starting up again next week. Nice. 
And I'm Tari J. Miller. You can find me on Twitter at Tari J. It's T-A-U-R-I-J-A-Y. You can also find me on the Doctor Who panel on Sundays and the Flash panel on Tuesdays. So, tune in. Really good radio announcer voice. That was Thank really you. excellent. I'm a little, I can't, I don't want to follow that, but I have to. I am Lex Michael, Twitter, Instagram, all the things at the Lex Michael. I'm just so excited to be here. Yeah, I can tell. Well, I'm Ali Kona Bradford. You can find me at Boys and Beauty 01 on Twitter, on Instagram. I do a YouTube channel called Boys and Beauty. I did an episode on Colton Haynes recently. And I've also done one on Stephen Amell, so check that one out. Yes, until then, goodbye. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.